0: You okay. might have to cut a lot if you're trying not to get demonetized on YouTube.
1: <laughs> no, no, we don't what cut is- things. We we just allow all the chaos to be. Uh-
0: good. Like, I respect that. That's good.
1: No, don't we, Tom? Or wouldn't you say so?
2: Of no, no, we, we try to look for the edge of everything, of chaos, inappropriateness, you know, so.
0: Good, good, yeah. good. Yeah, no, I recently watched a video of yours where you're talking about how, um, who was it that should have boned? Tom you were like adamant that these two uh originators of some philosophy should have just like just mounted each other you know passionately <laughs> rather than
1: <laughs> we end up we start with talking about really refined philosophical subjects like you yeah. know Hegel and heidegger and and then we end up talking about you know, dirty things usually that's 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 how our mind naturally goes in that sort of that's the
0: only human thing like that's the only human thing of course it eventually has to come to that tom and i ended up talking about how um tesla castrated himself because he was so preoccupied by female attention
2: (laughs) yeah Uh 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 but i think it's like the if you can talk about the the mental the the philosophical stuff then you should talk about the down dirty you know, yeah the,
0: the... The, the carnal yeah yeah yeah, embodiment yeah. is a thing that we experience like we should stop pretending that we don't
2: yeah exactly yeah
1: the carnal is is very important you know like uh it's it's just as important as the spiritual they're both equally important like in, yeah. the, in the jewish tradition the the keter which is the highest ultimate truth is the same as malkut which is the dirty earthly you know guts of the world like the engines of the world So,
0: of course, the generative, like, you know, um, aspect that that's that's like autopoiesis at its most basic. Right, Tom?
2: Of course,
0: is the selfish gene and its need to Mm -hmm. Mm self-replicate.
2: Well, yes, that's true. But uh, there are also like lots of autopoietic systems that kind of work in, in greater union to achieve. I don't know what, but something is happening
0: momentum that, momentum that's we really talked profound about that Tom. You, just, you just said
1: something is happening
2: <laughs> yeah no because that's all we state. can
0: know
2: haven't you seen that movie everything is illuminated that's a it's a, such a weird statement but you know to get into the state where you can actually see and experience that you know it's like you know what i'm saying
0: I are do, you saying yeah.
2: lsd or are you
1: saying some, or something else
2: no, I'm talking about the movie. Everything is illuminated. You know that kind of state where, where you can see where you don't make necessarily differences between good and bad and uh, usefulness and laziness and all of these things. You just you're just fully embracing the the now in the process of becoming. I don't know something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I made that as kind of it was kind of as joke. Is that LSD or is that you know because. Uh... You know, Timothy Leary was saying that the internet is LSD and that we're living in this kind of sort of moment of like intense synchronicities, like almost in a dreamlike state all the time because of the internet. In a way, that's true. And I think, and then also then, and then, and then LSD is sort of that experience, but it's, but it's, but in a way it's like, a, it's like a, it's, it's not the full thing though. In a way it's like a shortcut. It's like a too easy of a shortcut somehow
0: was the last time you tripped on LSD
1: a very long time ago actually right I, I did right. it quite a bit in my you know in my 20s and then I stopped completely I went to live in a, mon- in, a in a Buddhist monastery for a year and I haven't haven't been re- really into into I haven't been a, a psychedelic what do they call them uh, a Voyager what do what they call Psych- Psychonaut. I'm not a psychonaut, psychonaut anymore, um um for a very long time uh, and I know that there's all these new drugs that people are are, are, are trying that are I never even did, I never got to ayahuasca. It was before my time, kind of, like, nobody had heard of ayahuasca in the late nineties. When months. was your
0: last
2: time, Marsha?
0: Uh, this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, okay. Wow, this weekend. We just had, like, when? when like... Mm, on Saturday. On Saturday. And then I was, like,
2: then, oh, yeah. Sorry.
0: Um, yeah. So it's <laughs> Saturday morning. Oh, my God. What day is it? <laughs> you guys have no idea. I struggle a lot with time as a consequence of my psychonautic experiences. Oh, that's like,
2: amazing. Okay. Yeah.
0: Like, is yeah. time real? Like, is, are we sure that it's 9 a.m. here? And are you still 5 p.m. for you? Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs>
1: fantastic it's cool that you're saying that because um, I was just reading something about time. And it says temporality is the very function of ordinary thinking. Mm-hmm. This is from a book I was reading. So time is like ordinary thinking, and then there's this. Then when, when when you're in the other kind of experience, there's this non-temporality, and the non-temporality is more real than the temporality. The temporality that we experience is kind of um, a convenient illusion that allows us to structure our lives, but it's not real.
0: You know? it isn't real not in any like as so far as we agree it's real for certain like um you know co- like convenience like we sh- we share we want to share a certain space temporarily we decide that it's real for us in this moment like the three of us right now but yeah. other than that than that it isn't real <laughs> like we'll we just call that real.
1: provisional truth i'm sorry i interrupted you uh, the, the, the provi- it's provisional truth it's not ultimate truth so we have all these provisional truth and time as a kind of provisional truth I think is there but an
0: ultimate prove- truth
1: is there an ultimate truth and yeah, ultimate truth I, I think there's just truth ultimate. there's not an ultimate truth like one ultimate truth there's just ultimate truth
0: I think it's there's a, truthiness truth. I think like we have we have for some reason like the sensory apparatus to like Um, to kind of like qualitatively experience truthiness sometimes about certain things. Like we feel a pull towards something, towards calling something true.
1: Hmm. Yeah, there's a quality of truth and then there's a quality of bullshit, right? Or a quality of untruth or a quality of deception or a quality of, you know.
0: But deception and performance are kind of adjacent. And I'm very into like adornment and performance and performativity. I think like a well- Performed role or like slipping into um expressing an archetype is very much as real as like any authentic self that could be mm-hmm. foregrounded by a person in a particular moment okay so that I must be high
2: <laughs> hyper truth <laughs> so, Hi- okay, so let's say that for a second because like uh obviously um in preparing for this talk um so i was thinking about con- because we had so much we had two very great conversations over at a penguin where you are basically the host no as I'm one white. of
0: I'm one of uh yeah yeah I'm one of many hosts I'm their only yeah. uh female supremacist um yeah actually yeah. I think that I'm their only female host right. You're a
1: female supremacist I've never heard that yeah. before what is that exactly precisely
0: it's a way to avoid calling myself a feminist because I no longer like i I'm also really like loath to be captured by any power block so like as soon as a, you identify yourself as a feminist or as whatever, or it's belonging to any philosophical or spiritual tradition, you're part of a group, you're part, you say things can be assumed about you, you know? So if I say I'm a female supremacist, that's far more interesting than I'm a feminist like that. People think they know what I mean when I say that. Also, I don't, I don't uh, share any real like, you know, deep political aspirations or existential aspirations with many feminists, especially this third wave liberal feminism like the, the get your tits out pussy hat like you know li- liberated whoring on only fans feminism like no <laughs> that ain't it
1: that's so not your cup of tea but th- but you do believe that the w- women are supreme as or is that an ironic uh title
0: like it, listen <laughs> there (laughs) I do there we go (laughs) (laughs) I do I do but also but also there's room in that for for males and for male experience and I can really appreciate masculinity more so than most feminists I would say Um, you're
1: giving room for masculinity that's very kind of you yeah
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome
2: (laughs) well that's what women do they give room that's so. true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. From the arch- architecture of things,
1: Tom, you're <laughs> such a chauvinist to say such. No, a no, piece. no, no, no,
2: no. That's the social architecture, like uh, physical arch- You know, it's like um, that's that's what it is. You know. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah,
0: by Bi- biologically also, yeah, we bring you Obviously. all into the world in our bodies. Yeah. Like, what yeah. more yeah. deeper, like, kind of um, archetypical, you know, genesis could there be to female superiority than that? That we are the gates of the world to all males and that they should continue to tremble at our feet afterwards
1: uh-huh. yeah know <laughs> yeah, i'm you know no, i'm trembling point. right now actually yeah i can i'm trembling all over in fact i'm
2: yeah i agree so but That's anywho amazing, Tom. So, but anywho, so the idea <laughs> was because we had some talks about identity before, right? We did, yeah. yeah. Right. I thought, so we c- kind of continue that because I was reading, and maybe Andrew can can allude to this, so we're like both in this kind of, uh, you know, what is it? Like the IDW, the intellectual deep web, and Alexander barty talked a lot about, uh, you know, about identity, uh, uh, you know, that it, that identity shifts away from sex as being essence, as sex is being like a uh, what did he say like a, a trans express you know like an like there's a uh, archetypal transition into uh, a, a more fluid kind of understanding and so he was using a, a basic difference between you know the the shamanoid couple between the, exo- no, the the executioner and the whore and the historical and the archetypal relationship to it and so then you said something, Andrew. To, yeah. To... Well,
1: what I said was was something that somebody told me once, and the reason that sexuality is so, um, so so complex and dangerous for for human beings is that is that um, in the most like reptilian, let's say, part of our brain, or or in the most primordial part of the brain, what we are attracted to, what men are attracted to, is, you know, and I'm not speaking for myself. I'm speaking for kind of like the uncivilized brute you know person is is younger women and then and then that so so that's why the whore whether the whore is like an older woman or not they're always trying to look like a like a like a teenager or something right and then the attraction and then there's so so the most and then women are attracted to the most brutal man right the man who can protect them the most so that's the executioner so we're talking about that as being like you know, so there's that. That's those are the edges of of all sort of. That's the edge.
2: Yeah,
1: right? but the point, the point of human attractiveness, and and then and then we're talking about the, how the, we we exist on this kind of a spectrum of attractiveness. So on one end, you would say that there's there's the whore, and on the other end, there's the executioner. Am I am I am I, am I misinterpreting something that Alexander is saying, or
2: no? But uh, additionally, he you know gives some gives some examples because it's not just the brute alpha male you know, the, the bad boy, it's a specific brand, you know, so he mentioned, you know, the relationship with um, Bonnie and Clyde and 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 Kurt Cobain and uh, Courtney Love, I, presumably you could also say Jim Morrison and Pamela Kirsten, because they have a specific tilt, both of them, and they're not like people that are necessarily brute, but I mean, we have the saying, oh, he's killing it, you know, like when you are mm. on stage, and I mean, like, Kurt Cobain was slaying, you know all the pop movement that came before him in a kind of way and, it, like, yeah. and so it, you know it's so in, in that kind of sense so you have to wrestle and contend with with that which you have with the dragon basically so the executioner is uh, a representation of St George let's say right the old uh, the the chaos and and so there's attraction to 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 the whore. Um, which is in itself like a very complex archetype. But it's also Alexander was kind of alluding to the fact that historically in the old kind of city like London, when so the 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 barriers, the, the quarters where they lived, they were very close together, you know, living the, the horse and the, the the executioners and were having like historically kind of always like a tense relationship with each other with with each other. And so that, that I found very interesting to have also like a female perspective on that. If that's, some, if that's something that makes sense to you? Um, um,
0: in terms of like explaining, I think that a lot of that is um, sort of like an externally imposed overlay. I think there's a big difference between what men ought to like versus what men actually like. Um, and I think there's a, a big difference between what women are groomed to accept and what they actually lust and and um, um, enjoy and 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 you know uh, seek out. So there's uh, uh, right. So like I I think to a certain extent it's a bit fake. It's something also I think that that elites like in the form of like their herd management system, i.e., religion, have sort of like imposed on the rest of us that they don't actually practice themselves. Like they don't actually practice this form of sexuality. They don't actually embody those archetypes. They they have them performed for the public for entertainment, and they like to entrench and ingrain those archetypes, uh, f- you know, for for the masses. But they themselves don't act that out. Not in their rituals. Not in their not in their sort of like um, extracurricular activities. Not really. Yeah. So I think that it's I think that it's a utilitarian. Um, sort of like overlay on human sexuality I don't think that many times it's um, it actually comes from like an authentically like a a person's nascent like pure man in a state of nature kind of sexuality I think it's quite different
1: well this is what I'm trying to say is that on one spectrum it's it's the taboo not Saint George because he's already a civilized he's already a knight right um uh, it's more like the pedophile on one end and the serial killer on the other like those are the taboos those are the ultimate taboos right and those are the ultimate you know the, the way in which that's the marquis de sade's version of nature not rousseau's version of nature and that's more like what human beings are in the primordial state right you know you look back into history and they're sacrificing virgins and all kinds of things um that that you know which are taboo to us right now so we live in the civilized world and yet we still have that that you know primitive baggage you know in our in our consciousness
0: still we're positing this we think that people really do hunger for this but do you
1: do i hunger for well no i, I don't want to be personal here like ah. there is a way no i mean i mean i could you could say there is a way in which you know uh you know if you talk about what i'm attracted to it's like it's i'm a 50 year old guy and you know uh, you know i I, i'd say that i'm not that attracted to to younger super younger women as much as maybe 20 year olds so so it doesn't really fit right you know i'm not i'm just an ordinary heterosexual guy i don't have you know too many bizarre uh, perverse perversions but you know but but i mean i think that like i think there's a way in which uh yeah this this like this Lolita thing is 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 in the background of a lot of a lot of men, and this is why there's such a spectacle around around that whole that whole thing, but, and, why so and why it's so taboo, and why it's so not
2: all about sex. I mean, you know, this differentiation between these two archetypes and the relationship—it's not necessarily only about sex. You know, it's about how you engage with the world, and if you look like somebody at somebody like Kurt Cobain, you have somebody who has like this connection to something primordial which is why he is still so powerful if you listen to it right but you could perfectly imagine that he suppresses that and sits at the night table like the kind of aragon strider kind of figure right i and think so he's
0: more not- of a peter pan
1: okay a peter pan type yeah yeah the mm-hmm. well the the peratoris the eternal boy right who can't you yeah. can't become the man yeah
0: yeah irresponsible then uh, yeah he'd rather yeah.
1: die than uh than become a man to become a full grown like so it's it's, it's in, 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 intense narcissism yeah the moment he the powerful... made a child
0: right the moment yeah. he made a child with his um with his wife with his you know like this Super, um, like whore archetype, like female, right? Courtney Love was at the time, um, mm, exactly. and and that yeah. child took precedence in her life, and she was no longer uh, prioritizing Kurt, right? He dissolved, like his his sense of self, yeah. right? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I. That's what I would posit happened there. I think he is a Peter Pan who who was her child, who he was like suckling at Courtney's breast until displaced by his own baby, and then I don't think he could handle that.
2: I wouldn't say that it's a completely accurate, you know, proposition because he did uh, express something that was, you know, culturally deeply needed at that point. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you remember how the music was like White Snake, you know, Europe, and all this shit from the nineties, from the eighties. And so, and yeah, so that yeah. had to die, that had to die, that had to go. And so, and, and he was, he killed that. And so that was, was not just like yeah. a dream boy. Pattern. Yeah. I like
1: that too. That's, I mean, that's why, that's why he's, that's why there's a power in his, 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 his work. You know, it was this pure rage of, of the Gavora, the destructive power. So, um, and so and, and that's what I bit. mean, it's
2: like a way of interacting with the world because, I mean, we also had like this kind so, of conversation yeah, that we try the- to, you know, uncover our, our deepest archetypes and to unfold us and to be more precise in what we're doing. And and so because like that, we, we're kind of always striving t- towards that to be more like who we truly are, whatever that is. And maybe that's also like in progress, but, you know, kind of this thinking and archetypes can help to you know to you know align yourself properly and so what i interest what i find interesting is like w- w- when you see it from the most you know what can what can this differentiation do to help us to realign ourselves better in this complex world you know what w- with what do we want to break what do we want to create you know do and do we want you know to go back to this do we want to uh, uh, um uh, a woman at our side that is able to hold the room, to create a room in a kind of way. Because like also in the Bible, the whore is not a bad person. You know, in, in the Bible, the whore is a, is a woman who's able to welcome spies and, you know, they, that are like fleeing from another state. And so she's like the archetype of the of the whore is not, you know, the pristine Maria kind of figure, but no, she is able to open open her heart to everybody. You know? well, her and legs so, to everybody
1: <laughs> yes huh? but yes her legs to everybody more yeah. like we're like it but yes so mm-hmm.
2: and so and that is an inherent quality of of a certain female archetype right so you i mean like uh what's his name neumann erich neumann You described five of those five of these different archetypes mm-hmm. and that's certainly one of them you know if you're if you're you know a lilith or a, a maria archetype that's not your thing but i you know it's like to again to realign yourself it's probably useful to know from which angle you enter the world, no? And then these stories become interesting.
0: I can't disagree with that. I think that there's a danger in embodying too much of any one sort of like spirit or archetype. Um, I think that maybe, Here's me speaking again from like, I'm probably still high, like maybe we're doing these rituals unconsciously, right? And maybe we're bringing down certain like old gods or deities into ourselves and being ridden in a way that is actually ultimately quite destructive. You know, like you you guys had an earlier conversation about Voodoo or Umbanda and the the ritual there is very simple, like as you just basically invite the spirit in and then it rides you and it lends you a certain amount of its power and vitality. But in exchange, you often lose your life, Uh, certainly your um, your autonomy for at least a period of time. And that's another possibility for why I think like these big um, stars burn out so fast, like, you know, the, the 27 Club, right? Like right. maybe that spirit has like finished writing them and disposes of them, right? Like Kurt Cobain ushered sure. in a new era musically and and, and and maybe sort of like psychosocially. And then there's no there's no way forward for him, but to die.
2: Right. No, but what what you're alluding to, I find that very interesting because it's like we, we try to, it's like a meta object, you know? So you try to approach yeah. it from different kind of sides and you have like a part, partly explanation here and here. And so it's, we will never get the full picture, you know? True.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think we can take different perspectives and that's interesting. And yeah. including on ourselves, which I, I'm not sure to what extent that's even possible, right? To to be faithful observers of our own processes, do you yeah. think that that's something that we are capable of? Like that metacognition? Well, well I don't know.
2: But I, I don't know if you have seen that recent uh, uh, Netflix documentary about the chimp empire. You know, and no. it's, it's fascinating because it's like, oh, there's this big uh, uh, forest in Uganda, which is for literally millions of years, mostly inhabited and ruled by these chimp populations. I mean, there are other, but they're like, they're like having big societies, uh, big tribes, 120 apes, um uh, uh lots of lots of these uh uh tribes and and so they have like this pattern. they obviously can't speak, but they groom, and their, their grooming habits is it's like having a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. so now we're grooming ourselves in a kind of way, but the interesting thing is it's so human, you know, the mechanisms, the archetypes, the everything. it's like, oh no, right. I know yeah. that, I know that, so you know it's um so it's it's like a mirror. Of something that you normally don't see and probably don't want to see how how much of our being is actually like determined by these million years old genetics and social structures and and whatnot and i mean we share like 96 percent of the genome and and so you know so one in, in one episode it's just four episodes but in one episode like one uh that happens in every tribe that you know one a uh, female young woman leaves the tribe to go out into the forest and find another tribe, right? And so there's genetic reason for that, because you know, because of inbreeding basically. But this is painful for everybody involved. You know, it's painful because she she's sad and the others too. But I mean, that's what's happening in, in, in every country. Like with us humans, like, like women go out, you know, leave their parents behind. Like it's and that's always like a drama. You know when the boys get out, it's like yeah, come on. But uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like no, yeah. I'm, leaving, I'm leaving my tribe behind. You know that's a very conscious decision from a woman, right? I, I know this from my ex-girlfriends. You know, and but it is not necessarily like a human uh, invention or or thing. It happens for millions of years in these ape communities. You know, been, I find that's an archetype. You know, the the
0: young princess. You know, (laughs) you know, and, and, and you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. I do. I do. Do you know about bonobos? They're also a type of chimpanzee, but like they're quite specialized and they're all of their kind of like social... Um, like, lu- socially lubricating, like, practices involve sex, like, they give each oh. other a head all the time, females on females, whatever, like, it's just, that's, like, oh. the most transactional and normal thing is just, like, orgasms, just, yeah. are, like, the thing, yeah, yeah, so, I, I don't know, I, I'd say, like, probably in this iteration of, like, Western civilization, it's probably more bonobos, it's just, like, who can make who come, and how often, and when, and how the transaction goes down, you know?
2: Yeah, have you read <laughs> uh, what's this? Uh, um, Sex at Dawn from from Chris Ryan. Have you read that one? Yeah,
0: I really like him. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: I love him too. You should have yeah. him on your podcast because. Um, I'm, I,
0: yeah, yeah, he's on my list.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, because he he described kind of a conspiracy that happens with Darwin. I don't know if you remember because, like, genetically, we're more closer to the bonobos, but the scientists, you know, inf- you know, influenced by the church, didn't propose that, but they needed, you know, this kind of competitive behavior, which, you know, the chimpanzees kind of showed in order Absolutely. to explain our human behavior. And so it's a very interesting book.
0: Bravo, yeah, so exactly. So we pretend That's we're
1: chimpanzees exactly. and we're actually bonobos. Is that the, that the thesis? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
2: thesis is that, uh, you know, Somewhat. that were used to explain human behavior because we needed to explain our warlike monogamous especially monogamous behavior but the bonobos mm-hmm. that are you know poly whatever you know they're like you yeah, no, yeah. like a free sexual flowing kind of I have a social structure that was that wasn't com- compatible with the victorian age at that time and so although the bonobos were kind of closer you know the the uh, the um, scientific study weird, weird away um, from from the bonobos to explain us, and that created, of course, like a whole narrative about who we are, you know, and and uh, how we solve conflicts.
0: Yeah, mm. and that's why I don't think that um, uh, sort of like holy mother or holy vessel Maria versus the whore. Um, sort like um dualistic or like binary archetype for females right. is the primordial one i i think that one's fake i think like if we're you know because of the chimpanzee like because of all of the the societal pressure to make us monogamous to make us uh warlike to make us competitive for resources etc i think right. that's all fake i think that we are bonobos i think that the archetype that should be more um should be examined as the more primordial one is probably that that sort of like um, light or dark matriarch thing, you know, and like the way that dolphins um, are sort of like uh, express their nascent sexuality by like swimming together with like the older females who then like, you know, um, uh, I don't know how to say this in English, like who, who get them all excited and like, you know, I, I think that there's more there. I think that humans are yeah, more dolphin, complicated.
1: Dolphins are rapists, apparently they rape each other and they also sometimes even rape humans. Uh, I I heard that somewhere like and they dolphins... masturbate
0: with squids. Have you seen this? They're like grab no, but, a squid. No, but the and thing like... is that people
1: spiritualize <laughs> dolphins, but they're actually like they're they're almost serial killer rapists or so, you know things you know. There's yeah. really they're not that nice dolphins. The only reason people want to protect dolphins and not tunas is because tunas are ugly as right big ugly fish so we can kill tunas no problem but if you hurt the dolphins oh it's terrible (laughs) well we
0: shouldn't we shouldn't be eating dolphin flesh because they are a high order predator and like um toxins like accumulate a lot in their flesh that's why i wouldn't personally eat dolphins but but the fact that they're i mean like here's an uncomfortable fact is like higher intelligence is highly correlated with antisocial behavior including like psychopathy sociopathy like the the whole like idea of uh contextual behavior like that some things might be okay in some circumstances right like not not like that moral relativism that that we're so uncomfortable with societally you know Mm -hmm. which brings us back to like crowley
1: or something beyond good and evil yeah
0: right right Mm -hmm. yeah the whole of the law do as i wilt. um and then Timothy Leary, like, Tom, I wanted to, like, kind of question you about this thing about when uh, when we're going deep with meditation and not finding the self. Right. Like that to, to find that there's no one home. I right. want to challenge that. I think that I think that you maybe were listening to too much Ram Das.
2: I've never never uh, listened or read Ramdas to my to my dismay but i never okay but
0: he okay okay but he's a big influence on the med- like on the western meditation community like right. he he uh, went to school with Timothy Leary and they, they were lifelong friends I and know, he plagiarized hard, yeah so. he plagiarized a lot from Leary but he brought a sort of like very specifically i think semitic flavor to that like eastern knowledge which was like very sort of like self-denying um, and I think that his pursuit of like, um, one of his books is called something like that, even like, um, the truth for nobody. Or, nobody but... Yeah. Something like that. That like, mm. um, yeah. So I, like, I think that that's, I, I think that that's not, that's also not it. That's not also not the primordial archetype. That's also not where, um, like medit- traditions that use meditation as a way to like get deeper, that isn't what they what they would maybe say is happening, <laughs> you know. Like that's well, what maybe about one Buddhism? Level.
1: Buddhism is all about anatma, no self. It's the entire philosophy of Buddhism and Zen and, and Advaita as well. And the whole it depends on
0: which type of Buddhism. Like there there is the Buddhism that is created specifically for client states, right? Like uh, Tibetan Buddhism is is a is a, a disgusting form of like um, it's it's like a, a religious. Um, like uh, elite holds the the country in sway, keeps slaves, uh, murders beautiful women because they, they would pull people into the the Maya into the illusion of the reality. Uh, um, practices like horrific things at home. um and and then internationally sells itself as the way to enlightenment. Like it's not that is also not something to aspire to. like these are these are capitulated, emptied, hollowed out, uh traditions that like if we lean on them too much or rely on them too much they lead us astray
2: okay so hmm. but Masha, but Masha, so i that's why i find it so sad that you know the, the these german philosophers they're not really part of the international conversation about these things but because there are a couple of great ones like like thomas metzinger he's a philosopher and and uh, you know um And he wrote a lot about something that he calls the ego tunnel. And you can certainly approach it like psychologically from from the cognitive apparatus, but also like from the neurobiology of how the brain works. And so it's like cognitively speaking, the, it's pretty clear by now that the consciousness or that the that the mind creates an illusion of self and ego and this. and you can explain that you know with the term autopoiesis you know like how that works but you can also use the the uh, the term autopoiesis to describe how the brain does it and there so you have the brain stem and from the brain stem the electrical impulses go out to the to the frontal cortex and and then they go back and it's an internal cycle but there is no self the idea of the self is created by these autopoetic cycles and when you are aware of that when you go deep into this meditative states um there is nothing
1: there's no thing it doesn't there's mean there's no, nothing like a void like a, like a, like a, like a nihilistic void it's not a nihilistic void it's a plenum
2: it's a no thing
1: it's not, not because a thing
2: because you shed memories you shed traumas you you shed the deeper the deeper you go in meditation the the more the layers uh you create from your experience of who you Marsha, are it's like so so you start to meditate and so at first the the this you know the disturbances that you have in mind is like things that you did today or from a week ago and then you go deeper and then you know you kind of old memories come up and traumas and your father has said that thing and then you go deeper you can let that go but you also like kind of let go structures of your personality in a kind of way at least for that particular moment and the deeper you go uh, the, the more you let go of like very basic architectural structures of your of your identity till you come to the point where, oh in, in the center is just void and that's and and that's a very grave and shocking realization because there's one thing that when you understand that theoretically using cognitive science or, or neurobiology or whatever, or you have that experience when you do ayahuasca or you do like deep, deep, deep meditation, oh, there's nothing, mm-hmm. shit. It's funny we we're talking about LSD at the beginning, and yeah.
1: that, I remembered when I was uh, in my 20s, uh, I I did LSD, and I was walking around the streets of Montreal, and I was I was eating a banana, and I and I and I ate the into the banana, and I had this realization that it was not a thing, and there's no thing, and I so this is me as a naive person on on LSD, and I started walking around the streets and 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 telling people there's no thing hey there's no thing everybody figure it out there's nothing there there's nothing there. <laughs> I was so shocked by my realization I I I, I started uh, behaving like a madman you know uh, a raving you know uh, psychopath in, in the streets of Montreal I was like oh but, but I was so I was so shocked by that experience uh, you know I don't think those LSD experiences really in the end they, they're kind of disappointing because it's like so what right if, if you can't integrate it into your life but
0: yeah, uh, Tom and I spoke about the extent to which they're <laughs> durable. yeah. Um, so I have two problems with that. The one is that that's paradoxical, right? Like if there's no thing, what what's experiencing what's experiencing the void if there's nothing? And it's what just, is the void? How can you thing. qualify or quantify a void if there's nothing, including you? That's, well, that's a you paradox. You can
1: qualify or quantify it because it's not a thing.
0: So why, how can we talk about it? How, why do we have words for it? We can
1: we can only talk, what? we can only use provisional sort of, it's like what we're talking about in time, we can only put these little markers and, and have provisional relative ways of understanding, uh, you know, what, what it is. Um,
0: so is the void experiencing itself in some fashion?
1: That's, that's so closer, that's closer to what I that's would so say interesting would be
2: true. Because um, in Hinduism there are not, there's not one stage of Samadhi, there are actually seven and so, and so, you approach with every higher stage of samadhi. You approach a kind of way where you, where there's chaos, and out of the chaos, like a self-reflecting moment appears. But it is without words, without form. It's like what what Buddhists I think call a witness or something. It's like a an initial thing you can really you can't really grasp it because it's but it's there. It's 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 a weird kind of state, but it's not a thing. It is
1: paradoxical. Like the mystical state is always can only be described there's in paradox a huge,
2: there's a huge uh, you know discourse in in you know in in philosophy about these kind of things you know uh, how how can we describe that because it's beyond description in a kind of sense
0: right and my my other question is why why just to flex that that you've been to that level meditatively that like uh that cognitively you're capable of, of like holding this paradoxical state uh for why a time why that? no no or why I- why seek that void like in meditation or or with uh like a psychonaut kind of experimentation i mean maybe why- What's maybe, the longing for nothing? No, you don't.
1: Say, like you that the, the thing is that the seeking falls away, and the void is. You find that the void is seeking it itself. Yes, I mean, you would say.
0: That's
2: not what she's asking. She, I mean, maybe you live in a cotton candy house, but I am always sick of myself. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> no, I'm. I'm precious. I'm life. I'm an expression of life's longing for itself. It's my duty to 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 live beautifully and and capably and to enjoy everything that this world
2: has to offer. I just want to
0: let go. Okay, so you're a man. Here, this is the other thing. I think that it's a very male pursuit. Like you're all always trying to go back to the void, trying to go back through the gate, you know, into the womb, into the primordial waters before consciousness.
1: Yeah, that was sort of Freud's critique of mysticism, right? He was talking to this mystical guy. He was talking to this mystic. He was having he had this long conversation with this with this guy who was sort of into Indian stuff and mysticism and yoga, and he said, "I don't really understand this stuff, but it seems to me that she just he's just wants to suck on his mom, mother's pit again." Uh, that was his whole. That was his entire. I wouldn't say synopsis. that. I'd say the non. existence was entire synopsis being. of the entire mystical experience. It was actually it's an experience of intelligence. It's not an experience of of of, of just primordial forgetfulness there's there's an intelligence there as well so so that's what's different I, that's what he didn't get Freud it's uh, society it's, I,
2: it's it's uh society and it's miscontents or what's what's the title of? That yeah book? i
1: think that was the book where he was where he 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 actually elaborated that from his conversation with this i forget who it was this 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 mystic so he just he wrote the whole thing off um you know in materialistic terms of course which but 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 he he didn't he didn't actually investigate it ontologically what
2: himself it's a pre-trans fallacy because like jung was kind of looking for these states after after ego let's say and freud was looking at it as pre-ego and so they didn't mm-hmm. understand each other and so exactly forth. yeah
1: freud was looking at the infantile states right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and he was sta- staying there and that of course that could be a mystery that could be a trap that could be Freud
0: a- and young this is the conversation you guys had that they should have just mounted each other they should have <laughs> each other. oh yeah for the that right, exactly yeah, the yeah, sexual yeah. tension between them and i couldn't disagree like I think
1: yeah they would have resolved not,
0: a lot of them they were lovers
1: talking? in the beginning and then they got too close and then they're there did this mimetic rivalry developed between them and then and then uh, they, they could either fuck or or just never talk to each other again there was nothing yeah was no in-between place there left for them you oh say. yeah,
0: I I think Freud is an inveterate, just like absolute bottom. Like I think he tops from the bottom, maybe right? Like, but I think he's the bottom, hundred percent.
1: He's the bottom. <laughs> if you've
0: read that. any Freud, he's such a bottom. He's always
1: on the bottom, <laughs> He might be a well,
0: size, but he's but he's even. the he's
1: the on top like he he talks like the on top, right? But he's really right,
0: right, right, right. But that's because the guys who talk to on top
1: all the time are really desperate to be on the bottom getting
0: fucked right yeah that's all all of this like andrew tate masculinism i think is like very much like just a poor cover for um a sort of of like um like not so nascent maybe well-developed desire to to experience uh being subdued to to another person's um desires and whims and hungers and passions
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean, you might have to elaborate that theory a little bit more for me to understand. But but have clear. you
0: seen Andrew Tate? Have you seen him? I,
1: I a little bit. I I i just I know I know the uh, I don't know the, the 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 backstory or anything. I just get a little flashes of him here and there.
0: I find him incredibly feminine.
1: Yeah. Well, that's there's an ironic thing here because the most cliche masculine dudes, the guy who work out at the gym all the time to have big muscles in fact they're incredibly feminine
0: sorry i'm i am a gym bro so we're going to have them
1: i think work. they're i think they're they're obsessed with with i think they're obsessed with cosmetics and and and, and you know the, the, the you know, whereas whereas that's that that's a that's a shallow version of masculinity which is which, which is a little bit false
2: no they're not executioners to come back to the point they're it's not a, real
1: executioners it's, it's, they're it's trying a, to a,
2: please everybody spectrum. It's the, a the, the, simulacrum, you know, like a, yeah. like they the real thing. They pretend to, exactly. but they're not doing the real thing, and that's the weird <laughs> stuff, you know. Yeah,
0: no? I don't, I don't, I don't find that to be the case. I mean, there are those there. They are. I mean, that loop leads kind of. I think that it begins with sort of like, um, sort of unaddressed. Um, insecurities in males right and then they start um, it, down the line of physical development now I've known some incredibly intelligent and interesting like um, bodybuilder man, men who come at it from like stoicism right yeah. that mm-hmm, that qu- uh, quote about um, it would be a shame to grow old without knowing uh, the the strength and beauty uh, of which your body is capable right so they they see it as a kind of like um, uh, like a life quest to to you know to, like self-development in general but especially in terms of strength and beauty of the body yeah, um, you, say that's gay. That's you gay. think that's gay you know
2: the beauty of my body what is that that's not, you know, <laughs>
1: that's gay. <laughs> that's total gayness. Yes,
2: but yeah.
0: Oh, you're hurting my Hellenic heart. You know. <laughs> uh-huh,
2: uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. You just said it. No, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I think of like the executioner. He's kind of like a. He's just like beastly. He's not aesthetic. You know. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. okay well, okay smart. what about what about uh power lifters then if not bodybuilders like guys that just want to lift 800 pounds
1: yeah maybe they got a bit of the executioner in there i right?
0: mm-hmm. that,
2: that would be true
0: or strongmen
2: yeah
0: right the strongman competitions they want to throw big rocks and logs and stuff around i mean it's yeah that's that's closer
2: you know is, i mean when yeah. i'm re- the background of why I'm saying this is, you know, I'm living in this beautiful island and the Mayoquin guys and the gals, it's, it's it's, it's, and we talked about this before. It's such a weird phenomenon because, you know, when you go out Saturday night at the Paseo Maritimo and so, you know, they come on and at night at one and they are so well dressed with a shirt, button down shirt. And, you know, they have like this chiseled chin and, you know, it's like very well, you know, groomed, <laughs> very well. The guys, you know, it's like very muscular and perfume and everything. And and they're like 30, 35, 35, 36, still living at home, you know, in the basement yeah, or whatever. And so, so that's awesome. and so they're like hyper masculinized, but they're not really mas- they're, but they're not really masculine. And so then you have the females that are like over the top, like all replicas of Kim Kardashian, mostly, mm. but have no clue whatsoever how to deal with sexuality. Right. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's a huge disconnect between true femininity, you know, the, the awareness of of all of this and true masculinity on the other side. And yeah, there's subtler
1: versions of these things, right? Yeah. You know? And,
2: it's, huh. and, it's, and it's, it's so weird because it's so, you know, in part of this Spanish culture in a kind of sense. I don't know how it is in Toronto, but it's like that's where I'm coming from because these guys are kind of gay. You know that's what I, <laughs> that's what well, I mean. I, I saw
1: this 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 uh, I think it was a, a Werner Herzog movie about this tribe of of men, and 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 they were I think in in the Hobie Desert or something, and they had beauty contests, mm-hmm. and the men were tall, like they were seven feet tall. They're really tall, and they they dressed up, and they 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 had they put makeup on, and they they had just incredible costumes. And that was masculinity in that tribe. It was just, and the women were kind of like, they would judge them, right? There, There is, so so like masculinity can be very like peacocky, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I think adornment. In in Italian culture, they wear flashy stuff
1: too. And I guess in Spain too, it's kind of flashy and peacocky, right? But it's the wrong
2: fellas, the false fellas. That's what I mean. You think that's the the false fellas? (laughs) Well, I think like
1: in a way, the German guys in the North are kind of like, who are just kind of like ordinary dull mask men they're just like you know they don't have any charisma I'm sorry Tom not except for oh. you
2: <laughs> no but uh, I mean it's thrown. interesting to to find out what what makes masculinity but I think yeah sure there is a way where you can be like a like a true fellas and 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 try with different gender roles because you, you're doing something else in that moment you know you may be an executioner, whatever, to stay in that kind of language. But what I'm referring to is these guys that don't really have a job. They're, they're living, living yeah. at home. They have no way of engaging in a proper way with the world according to where they should be when they're like 35. I mean, I don't know where they should be. I'm just saying. Because they haven't
1: left home and done the hero's quest and, be, and done anything radical. Uh, they haven't yes. been like. No, but they, like Robert Plant was super masculine. He had hair down to his ass and he was kind of like. You yes, know, that's, that's <laughs> masculine, <laughs> even though it's long haired and makeup and boots. And that's also. Right. Masculine.
2: Don't yeah. you engage in a proper way with the world and the guys here in Spain, not all of guys, all obviously, but the guys I'm referring to, they look the way, but they aren't. And there's a yeah, kind of boys. Imagery, huh? And so that's, that's what I'm referring to. And that's where the stupid comment comes from, you know, it's just like,
0: mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, I think modern, um, like modern kind of end stage capitalism has found a way just like the church did in earlier times, like with all of the sins, like the church basically appropriated everything that was human, right, like, uh, you know, sex, hunger, you know, anger and and created out of its sins, right, like lust, wrath. Uh, gluttony in order to like to have a space like for interdiction right so so they're going to save you from your own lustful nature I think modern capitalism does the same thing it like comes in in between a person's most um like human and deep like needs to express themselves and to and to like enjoy like the their embodiment and, and physicality and and sells them a bunch of shit you know yeah. like I think for men that's you know in this in this iteration and, and the Zoomer generation I think it's so many things like that even even men now have to buy including like endless grooming and haircuts and products and like uh, special razors for your balls like uh, perfume for your ball sack like what in the fuck yeah. <laughs> like why is that necessary that's yeah, an just extreme
1: think- state of late capitalist you know decadence yeah, yeah. right right and like you know, whatever,
0: whatever it is that you're that you're that you need in order to to experience that engagement embodiment prep like presence in this world they have to they have to interject with some product or some process or something to sell you you can't just be you can't just be the the type of man that that your genetic destiny has decided and and then just like go and negotiate um some like fulfilling and wholesome sex without again that sexuality right it's, it's all of these toys and tools and 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 like complicated you know like dominance submission Fuck. like, why can't people just be and just be together and then enjoy themselves with everything this world has to offer without all constantly being intercepted by some messaging that you're not doing it right, you're not doing it enough, you're not like, here's this product, or here's this, uh, this even philosophy, here's a different way to think about it, you know? I'm, I, But I'm kind of like a primitivist, like, I think that, you know,
2: the, these... Do tell, I, to explain that, because I find that interesting. So you're not... You know, there's neoliberalism kind of invading in our lives. And you mentioned the church and we talked before about the, the duality between, uh, uh, you know, Maria uh, and the whore. So, you know, which uh, which is a, for, you know, so, but how do you, how do you conceptualize, you know, sexuality in that way?
0: Oh, okay. Well, like personally, I'm a sexual omnivore. So I, I can choose from like male, female, whatever. (laughs) I I can enjoy myself. Um, So that maybe like that's speaking from a particular corner, but like as as an archetype that I'm interested in, it's more of that, um, like in in like modernity in the West, there's an assumption that that in heterosexual um, like relationships, the female is receptive, passive, um like uh, open as you've said about the whore opening the legs uh needs to be pursued etc but that's that's absolutely not I don't think that that's like the the true vibe I think that women are very predatory and like and very um uh, desirous of sex and and very capable of a kind of like Um, aggressive pursuit and um, of like active envelopment of the male rather than passivity to penetration
2: right
1: so that's what fanny was saying i one of our i had a guest on and she was talking about the whore and the madonna archetype and she was saying that's a projection he doesn't know what what it's a projection of men the whore and the archetype the whore is like this is more of a, but the, but in other cultures, like in the Hindu culture, you have a figure of Kali, you have ferocious, yeah. you know, female archetypes. Uh, but w- somehow the Christian culture has 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 done its best to to keep that bottled up or hidden or, or push that that away on some level. And I, yeah, and then I think we flip to the opposite extreme. So probably this kind of prudery of the Western sort of Protestant. And, culture becomes ultimate decadence of, of late capitalism. It's like they're two sides of the same coin. So there's not just a natural um, relationship to, to sexuality.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Again, Yeah. Yeah. Again, that, that intercession, interdiction, interference, like some outside force wants to get between you and, and the like, natural. I don't know there must be a better word for it, but it's um it's all fake and gay and coming from the outside, right? Like even even like homoeroticism and and homo romanticism, I think is natural to a certain extent. And I don't think that all um erotic energy is for sex that's the other thing that i think young people don't understand that there is a kind of like uh early infatuation that is is like that's an energy that's present in order to for you to want to bring someone close very quickly and get to know them but doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be like bumping uglies you know it it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what it's for or that that's you know the vibe underneath it's just a primordial sort of energy that can be directed in any number of ways
2: Yeah, without that you know you need this drive to make experiences and that that doesn't change if you're like 18 or 16 or 68 you know the the so i wanted to ask what was it that i wanted to ask so you know you were talking about young people and so it you know I think the the difference is that when I was a young boy, right, I was I was so engulfed into this idea that I couldn't describe it back then, but that woman is like this complex kind of thing, this complex space, you know, that I I have to find out how that works and how, you know, it's like, but you can't. That's the only thing. And it took me a while to understand that the only thing that's really important is that, as you said, that the woman is also a predator. and Very that's. And- nice. And and so, you, if I would have known that with seventeen, my life would have been so much easier. You know that woman goes to extreme lengths to get the D. You know, so that's, yes,
0: yes, yes. And, yes. But, but uh,
2: women are tend to be better at at at, uh, at
1: at playing the that game and 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 hiding that. I think in our society, in any case, yeah. But also, they hide their they hide their predatory nature because it's. Because it's supposed to be un, 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 unclean or or something. I think it's almost mm. like, right. They they hide that part of themselves so so that that's how they trick men. So, so they're trying I mean, to be a good girl. That, yeah. that they're they're chaste and virginal and pure and 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 Madonna like right. But uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, and that creates this. And both also they, they don't say yes right away. You know, men yeah. just say yes right away, and and they 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 say no a lot more uh, before you get a yes. You know, at least in this culture. So
0: I think men are more sexually opportunistic though in my experience, like a little bit less um, they're uh, discerning <laughs> they're especially at a certain age oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> sure
1: yeah but yeah. they are discerning, but they're they're not discerning they're not I don't think there is like when they're young, they're not looking for a life partner they're they're just looking for experience and often there's theres there is a way in which women are are, are searching for they are they are, they, are, they are searching for the man the one guy the you know let's see no not not you but maybe but i think a lot of women that's are anyway I, I, could I, wrong. He said. That, I could be could be off here
2: that the human kush ryan when he said that you know the male sperm is cheap and the female egg is extremely expensive and that's so women, right
1: that's that, that's it yeah
2: so and so that's a pure biological fact and so that's why women that's are true. more discerning
0: True, true. But I think I mean, I think that there's a that's a stage of sexuality too. like what once you realize that, like, for example, many, many women I've spoken to, we're aware that that like penetrative sex or PIV, like for many of us isn't even on our top 10 of like how we like to enjoy intercourse, right, or how we like to enjoy um, a male body sexually. Right. So like there that that idea that like to, to have sex you have to like put a part of your body into a woman's body is also sort of like a very you know kind of infantile stage of, of like developing sexuality, I think. What's the, like, the idea
2: you, you uh you and your friends like what if that's not the thing, what's what's the thing from your point of view?
0: It depends on what like I mean, many women uh I don't know. There's so many women that actually I don't think really experience orgasm or don't experience anything other than a clitoral orgasm. So then, like the activities tend to rank, like you know, oral sex, uh, manual stimulation, massage, etc. Right. So then it depends on how much exploration that a woman has done and how how much she understands her own body. Right. And then yeah, and but I think for for men, orgasm is quite can be quite direct and simple but i think men are also capable of um of much more <laughs> orgasmically and like sexually well that's, and that's also tantric,
1: that's a tantric aspect of sexuality which which needs to be learned it's an art more than it's that it's yes. something that yes. you just you know going to do uh you yes. have to learn that as an art form i think for yes. men because women are already androgynous in their whole body and men are kind of you know androgynous in certain areas you know i think that's,
0: that's... erogenous
1: and Dry, uh, is that the right word uh you know, androgyne
0: is like a uh, male and female er- erogenous means erogenous, like, uh, capable erogenous so, I'm, I'm
1: just talking about basic like you know you just touch a man's dick and he's happy forever but 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 there's i uh, you know <laughs> but it's very simple right <laughs> like uh you know it's just, it's just so utterly simple but but also but but men through tantric practices can become uh, you know more fully more fully erogenous is that the right word again
0: Erogenous, yeah, that's right, correct. And whereas
1: women are already erogenous in most parts of their body, and but also, yeah, you know, also harder to stimulate quickly. Like it's it's like it's like boiling. It's like takes longer. (laughs) so to speak it
0: depends honestly depends on what uh like how close to ovulation a woman is that that also depends you know like uh, we cycle hormonally on a 28-day cycle right typically or shorter and men can cycle weekly or even daily so like being aware of your like you know the way that hormonally testosterone rises and falls and in response to what things like there's a there's a lot there's a lot there it's very very complicated and uh Mm -hmm. i think men are just as likely to experience um sort of like uh, not lack of fulfillment like i think a lot of men aren't fucking or getting fucked the way they need to <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah yeah well the lack of fulfillment is is probably just like the orgasm a- addiction to to just quick quick and dirty orgasm and then you're tired and well that's
0: that's dopamine release that's a kind of like uh sort of masturbatory i think that's a problem i think that like Mm -hmm. uh if we're talking about porn addiction um that can that can really really um handicap a man's sexuality yeah and like and cause a lot of problems to the point Um, where they're
1: asexual and that's a huge phenomenon today as asexual men who watch too much porn that they are asexual they can't have sex with an actual woman
0: yeah, because they've conditioned themselves to, yeah. to very quick release, right? Like but yeah. but if you um if you understand that what they're conditioning themselves on is the images like if we're bonobos they're looking at image after image of what their brain can't differentiate between an image on the screen and in real life of a female presenting their their sexual organs for uh, for penetration right mm-hmm. so if yeah. a man can sit at home and just look at image after image of female presentation of genitals and and achieve like you know a kind of a bioevolutionarily, evolutionarily like psychologically the same dopamine release and the same um sort of like a achievement like you know that that like attainment um self-satisfaction that you would from like you know potentially w- weeks or months of pursuit of a of a female to actually copulate with that's that's incredibly dangerous and incredibly um destructive you know of of relationships of of of, selfhood, of all kinds of things, I think.
2: How do you how do you how do you uh, uh, conceptualize this this need or this constant phenomenon of women displaying, you know, in context of feminism, in context of patriarchy, in context of biology, because it's a I mean, yeah, if, uh, a because question. it's a weird because it's a weird phenomenon if you think about it, you know, it's like I, I, there's a book that shows that every major technology that we developed found distribution because of women displaying whatever they have. If it's books right. or cinema internet, you know, so yeah. it's such a strange phenomenon,
0: you know, so how like... W- Can you say more? Because I was talking specifically about porn, about, like, the the money shot in porn, right? How men usually fast forward to the point where, like, the woman gets naked and and her bits are out, right? But, like, yeah, I mean, societally also there are um, those kind of displays of, like, uh, you know, women are ready for mating, you know? And they're not necessarily centered around... Um, the genital area or the breasts either like there's a lot of eye fucking that goes on that women that i observe women doing to men and men seem kind of oblivious you know like right.
2: no yeah. but i mean well, i mean well, female pornography or female nudity or whatever i mean the world is you know it's like the i, I the, the ratio would be like 99 percent females that are nude and one percent like the occasional calvin klein model that kind of oh yeah, yeah well
0: and i think so, that I, I think as the a, female bodies so are consumed in porn rather than being, so uh, like, actively. As,
2: as being a female supremacist. 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 So, like, how do you, like, what's your perspective on that? That's what I wanted to ask.
0: My perspective on that. I think that uh, I I don't, two things I don't do. I don't tell men what to do. I, I'm i here, like, I've been a good friend to many male, you know, people. Um, like wonderful individuals in my life and I'll tell them the truth but I don't tell them what to do uh so I'll say like hey probably masturbating a lot is getting in the way of you forming like solid relationships with women and I don't tell uh, women how to be I don't tell women how to like do feminism or you know and I don't require women to be feminist for me to continue to believe that women are superior I think women find their way in this world just like men do I think they women are negotiating like really complex uh structures and, and and phenomena and needs and and to most of the time to the best of their ability I think both men and women do the best with what they have and uh and for, for some of us our sense making apparatus might be a little bit more attuned in a certain direction and others might be more on the basis of survival and like transactionality and and uh sort of like suppression of, of other deeper needs or, or self-development or whatever and that's not something that that's not something that I'm going to judge like I think that it's I know that a lot of um, a lot of feminists would say that like there are things that women do that degrade femaleness in general. Is that sort of like the thing you're looking for?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was just uh, t- t- telling Andrew I was at the Vernissage today, and so there was like a guy, and there was a book. Um, about women just having lots of hair under their armpits, you know, and not shaving themselves and so and so the conversation kind of tilted in that moment in the direction. So why do uh, does our society have kind of this need for displaying um, a female nudity, which is kind of verging on, well, the childlike
0: yeah right right right
2: right and so it's self-empowering it's it's kind of childlike so so is is it the patriarchy so it's it's a kind of weird phenomenon that's you know a, a social cultural phenomenon you know
0: yeah it's complicated so so there's uh like a there's a group of theories that would call those fuckability mandates, you know, that like women are subjected to dehumanizing fuckability mandates. So in order for a woman to be fuckable, she she has to have basically all body hair removed. She has to be wearing high heels, makeup, you know, a push up bra, etc., etc. which turns out, again, not to be a requirement of like actual male partners. Like it's not the no, thing no, that most not. men are. Yeah, and uh, and so again, I think it's another like kind of like interdiction on the part of like external forces to to try and commodify uh, aspects of of sexuality and of uh, like to you know of these disobedient female bodies that like insist on growing pubic hair and underarm hair and and like you know having secondary sex characteristics like of course of course everything that is that is like universally um human is going to be uh like the capitalism is going to find a way to make it wrong and then to like sell you some solution to it
2: right right yeah Yeah.
1: well you made a very interesting point about the the fact that porn it skips all the steps and you go right to the genitals and not even not even the genitals as they are in nature the the shaved pubis right which is almost like the little girl right there's a family almost almost built into into porn
0: and trimmed labia also like many of them have labioplasties that that uh that um trim away most of the skin of the internal labia so again it looks like immature female genitals
1: yeah so it just it just takes away everything so yeah you you get it right away so you you don't you never have to leave your, your your uh your your pleasure you know your basement you know it's like yeah. Like you never have to go out into the world. You just, you've got the organ there and you got what you need. You, you, you press the button and then, and then you've got the the experience. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah. so it's quite a sad, seems like a sad state of affairs to me.
0: It is a sad state of it also because it, you don't as a male achieve um, like complete release. For some reason, the body knows the difference. Like, and so you're actually not even doing like the maintenance that some men say that they're doing when they're, you know, watching pornography and masturbating. It's not even that it's not even that much because your body knows that it's not an actual real human. So it's not, it's not and going you don't to get
1: give an up. You don't get an exchange of fluids or or right. exchange of intimacy, or exchange of—you don't get that exchange. You just—you get, right. get a, no. a simulacrum of, of yeah. experience.
0: Right, and even in in sort of like the dating culture, when we were t- talking earlier about that. Uh, performative uh, sort of like unattainability of women that opens another chasm where both both uh, the man and the woman in a in like a new kind of like um, potential romantic liaison are both pretending that they're not what they are they're both pretending they're less interested than they are they're they're not communicating their needs directly they're not being you know they're not being fully present as their authentic self and therefore they're not negotiating what they deeply need and so there's dissatisfaction there as well and again there's interdiction Mm. by by all of these like you know um dating experts on uh, endless podcasts that are popular right now right and not and not just like andrew tate who wants to treat every woman like a whore because he's a pimp but like any number of like red pill men and 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 these women to like you know telling men and women how to behave together no shut up like just show up, you know, like, absolutely, that's all that's necessary. I'm very much against introducing as a solution to anything like introducing more complexity is usually not the move, you know, it's usually like we need to strip it back, we've probably made it too complicated. And I think Tom, you'd agree with that. Like you've talked before about how it's just not that complicated. Many, many of the things that, that we want to like create these whole like systems of understanding around. Right. We're actually, yeah, kind of like eating our own tail in a way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, there's the nuance of eroticism, which can be complex in 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 a certain way. And that's something different than all of this appendages, you know and and simu, 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 simulated experiences and pseudo experiences and and uh you know and, and cheap kind of fixes for 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 desire you know
0: right like, right because if 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 what we're doing out there like if a man is going out into like kind of the dating market uh conditioned in the in the way that like modern society cont- tends to condition males, what he's looking for is actually just a female body to masturbate with. He's actually supremely disinterested in in her desire, et cetera, right? Mentally, or at least like that's that's how cognitively many young men approach it. But then research suggests that what um, what leads to the most like um, the highest reported satisfaction for men sexually in, in heterosexual liaisons is actually. Uh, being able to give a woman uh, an orgasm like you know like 98 plus percent of men report that that's that that's the most satisfying thing sexually about like um, you know interacting in, in real life in person with another woman is like experiencing a woman's orgasm so like these two things are like again not connecting right what we're told um, what women are told about male desire and sexuality and what men are told about how to interpret their own desires and sexuality don't meet reality at all like it's completely worlds apart you know yeah but that gives
2: another spin to the idea of the executioner and the whore because it's it's about so what does what does it mean to be an executioner it means to strive to to use that drive uh, to to create new experiences and in in a romantic setting that means to create you know new forms of engaging of 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 um finding new ways to go and and to No, you're not to repeat the things that neoliberalism wants you to do. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's, you know, and...
0: I I would love to, like, get away from that, that, um, Hmm? from... I hate, I just hate, I'm like very aesthetically like interested in things. I hate the word executioner and whore.
2: Oh, you can say the beast. It doesn't matter. You can say the beast or the executioner, it doesn't matter. But it's I, like the- I, I think what I you're like talking
0: about is actually out of tarot. And I would say that's the magician. Like, I think that that when men attain, you know, like the, the fool's journey that is described in the first 48 um, like majors of the tarot deck. Mm. Right. So you start as the fool with the, you know, oh. about I to walk with off the, the press Right, and so at at, a, at the stage of the magician, that's when you can transmute like certain uh, like basic experiences into something far greater. And I'd say maybe that's more what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, well, I'm talking about um, actually dis- deciding and to bring into action and to libido and life force uh, and mm-hmm. and all these things. And you need to in, in order to and en- enhance libido you have to actually engage with the person so we're talking when we're talking about having sex and not just you know via uh, uh pornographics that means to to harvest energy, but you have to engage with yes, the other yes. person to do that you can't do that alone and in order to do that you have to execute what you have in that moment with somebody else and that's what i mean you know okay. it's you yep. know yeah. yeah and that's yeah, what and that... masculinity means you know yes
0: Yes. Active. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's very risky too, right? Because there's the potential for disaster. You could walk off a cliff. You could be rejected. Right. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, this is an interesting thing. I was thinking about like, like there's, there's, you know, there's the, again, the the two, two hands of, uh, of, uh, of God, the left is, is the slayer and the right is, is, is there's beauty. And then there's, there's force and there's a kind of love that is, fierce and ferocious and dangerous that that has to be balanced with the other side of of it right so those two sides have to have this sort of dance together if it's Mm -hmm. just one side if it's just you know beautiful aesthetics then it's kind of empty and then if it's just fierce if it's just the serial killer or the executioner then then it's just it's just murderous right it's just you know but 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 you take those energies and you combine them and, and that that's that's the that's the erotic alchemy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a fa- but I'm a fan for beauty for its own sake. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm like a beauty non-apologist. <laughs> yeah, but beauty
1: has to have a shadow to it as well. It doesn't. It can't be just. It, there's simulacrum of beauty too, which is again often the the model that you're talking about. You know, there's this like like uh, you know this this writer what's Han calls it the smooth. Everything is smooth, you know, and that looks like beauty, but. But actual beauty has an edge to it. You know, it, has, it has a shadow. It has a darkness. It has a, it has it has, the um, you know, it's not it's not clean. It's not clean and smooth and pure and, and, and platonic. And
0: no, it isn't. It isn't. I agree. I agree. And it's not it's not uh, static either. It's dynamic. Like it's yeah. uh, beauty is expressed like actively, not um, like attained and then embodied and then like worn. It's um, it has to be actively expressed continually. But I also think that both male and female um, contain both of those like paradoxical things at once, Mm -hmm. like maybe maybe in slightly different flavors or I don't know how to describe it. But any any man or woman who who refuses to develop that shadow side or like the the destructive and the creative or the the you know active and the passive the the receptive and the the penetrative is an incomplete person and and is is not capable of fully understanding the the divine partner when they come like the beloved you know you can't have and, sex
2: without knowing your shadow you right. can't have you yeah, need yeah. to know uh the dark side in order to you know what we, you were talking yeah. about uh, you were talking about the tarot, so that is the card lust from Crowley, you know. So you have, yeah. have to yeah, know yeah, yeah. the beast, you know, the, 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 to probably would
1: we'll uh, call it the beast. Maybe that's a, that's a, that's another way to look at the execution of the beast and the scarlet woman, right? That was, right. His, that exactly. was, that's how would put it.
0: Yeah. I think um, that's what made his rituals so interesting and powerful. It was like he was really plugged in for some reason to all of that. Like I, Crowley. I have his, yeah, Crowley. Yeah. Yeah absolutely and in his own um like he put himself through a lot to get there you know like i i don't show my tattoos but one of the tattoos i have is of uh, odin's two ravens Hugin and Munin, thought and memory um and he gives the raven memory like so the the mythology is that odin um, has heard rumors of Ragnarok approaching, right? The, the destruction of the world, the end of the world, and mm-hmm. um, and he's sort of an interesting god, right? Like he's not your like father god that that is you know sits on high. He he like walks the earth. He observes the things as they are. He participates in, in human rituals, and so he hears that that the end of the world is approaching, and he wants to know it. He wants to have foresight of it. So he hangs himself from the world tree upside down, which is the hanged man. Uh, tarot, and he takes out his own eye to give to the raven memory so that memory can fly into the future to show him visions of Ragnarok. And to me, that's the tattoo I have is of that raven carrying Odin's beautiful golden eye into the future, because that's also a representation of the price of like um masculine, like the masculine desire to know the female mysteries, because that has ever been a female mystery, right? Um, like prognostication of the future, d- divination. These are these are very much like red tent female mysteries. And there's a price. There's a price for a man, for a male wizard or whatever to attain that. I don't think Crowley knew that. And I think that's one of the reasons that he supplicated himself to so many quite degrading sexual rituals, honestly. Well, that's true. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Did he have, like, uh, newspaper announcements that he wanted to fuck, like, dwarfs and and, (laughs) triples and and everything? Wasn't Wasn't that the idea? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's. I, I talked actually with a friend about yeah that, exactly that yesterday because we're so you know bombarded with these images what society wants us to to uh, uh, look like and to inter, interact with. But you know it's like you need you need to break out of that mold. You know, and Crowley was the first one who kind of aggressively did that. You know, so you know because if you you can't know yourself when you don't break out the mold. That's what I want to say.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you I continue,
1: agree. I guess continually break out of the mold, and that's where you, your metal is, right? You know, if you're able to continually break down that structure and and, and find a new re- reality or a new world, yeah, then you get the vision of the future. Then you get the eye. Then you get. Then you get you know illumination, right? But but that is that is only by complete completely this this creating you you create you create the ritual of your life. You know the whole construct and then you have to you have to allow that to fall apart and, and then do another one and keep 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 allowing the thing to arise and fall apart continually that makes any sense
0: it does perfectly yes absolutely you do i need there, there's a kind of bravery in that too right like because there is a there's a kind of laziness in in human endeavor we want to think that that anything that we're pursuing there's like a point of arrival that we've like we've finally become the thing you know including including feminism like we want to have arrived we want to have equality but in fact both individually and societally the 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 thing is in the struggle is in the journey is in the the momentum in the unfolding in the becoming and in the in the unbecoming in the dying in the like uh, sloughing off the skin you know um one of the things about uh, Jordan Peterson when he says that like the that women are the dragon represent the dragon you know many many women would like say they struggle against that and call them a misogynist and I'm like yes we are we absolutely are we are the dragon that's that's like female like that's I think what many women don't understand is that that's always going to be coiled tightly in that like like root chakra pelvis area of us is that like that kundalini energy of like absolute immolation destruction that like kali world destroying like dance on the body of your lover until he's dead and the whole world burns
2: isn't that also like a specific archetype
0: is it is (laughs) it
2: specific
1: i don't know maybe it's not specific maybe it's it's the ultimate i don't know i don't think it's specific i think it's more like um like okay well i mean you have you have the dragon and the virgin right the, you know and the virgin it, like I, I just got an image of the, the virgin. virgin is the
0: dragon right like the, yeah. isn't that the myth of perseus who ra- uh, rescues the maiden from the sea dragon
1: yeah and in an
0: alternative telling she is the dragon like she shows she is up the dragon. And yeah there's she a duality that it's that like she's there's tied the virgin up for and a reason she hasn't been sacrificed to the sea dragon she's been tied to the rock because she is the dragon <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's great because that's not a non-dual view of it. Because normally the the, the, the dualistic view of it is you kill a dragon to get you know, and then then you're rewarded with with this virgin, you know. Uh, right. But but actually, they're they're not two things. They're they're the yeah. the they're, they're 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 the same. Uh, so that's I think that's profound.
0: Yeah, um, and I think the the male like I think that that pursuit of uh of like the. The beloved, which I, I think that there is like a div- divine like duality. Um, like a man and a woman like the horned god and, and his goddess right like those are the the two that sit in equal thrones neither suppressed by the other so I think that mm. if, uh, if a man is looking for that partner I think that taming the dragon with love and like returning her to her state or turning her into a princess virgin whatever that's probably the journey of like true partnership right I think sometimes a woman needs to be rescued for her from her own chaos needs to be reminded that like no you shouldn't be destroying the world i love you <laughs> like just like Kali was right mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah
1: i always think of it in al- alchemical metaphor it's like uh the 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 fire is down here what's the feminine and, yeah, the masculine yeah. so, the so- and it comes down it drips down you know like mercury drips down and sulfur rises like when the two after to meet and and uh yeah,
0: yeah
1: in the center in the heart wow have you I ever don't know. Chemical chamber. What
2: I want go. to say something because go go go. Because again, I'm living here in the Mediterranean, you know, and and mm-hmm. so the image that you are invoking, you know, woman being chaos and needs to be what was the word that you were using, like being tamed and rescued,
1: and, saved. Rescued. Hey,
2: yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's how Mediterranean women work, like right. generally, you know, <laughs> and so, but I don't think that you mean that. <laughs> You know, being Um, like, Oh, I'm chaos and you know, you do this and I'm loud and I'm drama and and so and and then she gets fucked and then she's like completely aligned again. It's like and and happy. It's that that's that's how the Spanish and the Italians work, but that's not exactly what you mean, do you? That's
0: not what I mean. That's not. There's But I mean, listen, you're on to me in some ways. Like you said last time about some of the stuff I was saying, you were like, well, it depends on temperament. And you kind of like gave me the eyebrows, like maybe you're talking about yourself and you're not wrong. Like that is my context that I grew up in. Right. It was like a right. very, very passionate, like, you know, um, mother, a highly capable, caring, patriarchal father. Right, so th- so of course those are going to form like what I think are like the primordial archetypes. <laughs>
1: right. Well, Paglia's two archetypes are Nefereti, right? Is one, and she's she's just I guess she's like the high priestess in the tarot. If we're talking tarot uh, archetypes, she's she's cool and severe and archi- You know, she's like uh, she's like a uh, perfectly symmetrical and 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 cold and distant and that's a female archetype and then the other one is the uh, venus of maldorf which is this explosive earthly uh you know chaos energy she puts those two feminine archetypes like the ice woman and the fire woman so to speak so so again i think there's both in it. what you were saying about uh, about uh receptivity and the cliche of of women being receptive and men being active and yeah. there's some truth that, yeah. but there's also a receptive type of man And then there's a, you know, and then there's, you know, so so all of these have their sort of opposites. Uh, I think
0: we cycle through them honestly like I think uh, women Mm -hmm. probably on a monthly basis and men maybe like daily to weekly and and also according to our like our stage in life right like I think uh, women who fail to complete that transition from maiden to mother or or mother to crone are also in a way um like pathetic figures right like you you see a woman in her Mm. 50s you know Madonna With her tits. Yes, yes, yes. Like who, who absolutely refuses to take on the The crone which to me is a very liberatory phase of of womanhood and like tom and i discussed before that's like in menopause women uh start to um like you know they lose estrogen but then they start producing more testosterone and we talked about that as a basis for female leadership right i i do Mm -hmm. think that that's one of the things that makes um older women like actual wise, like elder women, more um, uh, capable of like of, Margaret
1: like, Thatcher's of the world or something like that. No, I think she tough
0: women. No, I think she wanted that. to be. I think she was embodying a type of like masculinist leadership, which she didn't fully understand or or deploy correctly. So I have, I have very little respect for Margaret. No, Thatcher. no, I don't mean. To res- I'm
1: not talking about her politics. I'm more like talking oh. about just a tough, tough woman archetype, like. You know uh you know this kind of like tough relentless type you know
0: right like a matriarch like an, yeah. an elder matriarch right so it's more ferocious by...
1: than the man more scary than the man even like for for the people she's
0: in a way yeah in a way the... in a way yeah in a way because i think most men are afraid to disappoint the mother right
2: so yeah, I want to awesome. do a timeout now because yeah. you know I, I was thinking about doing a, an, another episode about the matriarchy and the patriarchy. And I'm on. To, yeah, and I want to have you there and to do a deep, deep dive into into that cave of things. Hell yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah so my- it seems like Sorry so to where did we again, find bro. you?
0: So I'm, I'm on Pangburn. So that's a project just on Colin. And like, we're making some YouTube videos. I also have my own YouTube channel, but I have no like specific obligation to Pangburn. It's just, it was like a kind of like a ready, like kind of um, ready-made um, container, I guess for some of what I wanted to do. Um, and I think that Colin is being bought out by Rumble. So it's, pro- it's likely that we'll shift there. So I think I, I probably will, continue to be exclusively with paying burn on like rumble and colin otherwise i'm completely a free agent so you can um you can find me on twitter I'll, i wanted to tell you i think maybe you're like slightly shadow banned because i keep liking your things on twitter and my likes are disappearing so i don't know like it, it might be my well, I, like I was a, banned from
1: facebook for no fucking reason and they didn't yeah. tell me why and they, they i was banned from advertising on facebook I don't know why that is, or, or, you know, I, I don't know. They don't give you reasons for such things. Right. Um, So So it's possible
0: that like verification might be a good idea. Like you just pay for your blue check, but you can find me there and I will like Mm -hmm. happily repost things there because that's exclusively my own kind of like channel brand or whatever. And then obviously by email and I, I shut down Facebook during, um, like the covid madness because i was fighting with people too much but i do have like a pretty big following on facebook i could re-engage my facebook profile if you guys have facebook groups or whatever
1: mm-hmm. yeah we've okay. got a, we've got a not very active face we're not very active there but
0: no yeah but i see that you have you have some um events and forums and things where people participate over zoom i'm interested in that like it's it's looks like interesting conversations
1: yeah i mean personally i have little groups that i'm doing like one group is uh one group is uh i'm going through the arcana uh, uh tarot and i'm also doing uh gert Gertje- i don't know if you know uh, gert- Gertje- i know who
0: gertjeff is yeah i'm, I'm very fond of Gertje-
1: and i have he his guy in that visit. place
2: where he had the institute and fought in fought
1: yeah i live near his house i'm not wow I, 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 the other and day i was walking where... in... did i tell you this story about gertjeff's house He had tom did i tell you that no it was so weird. Okay. Well, Gertjev had this big place called Le, Le Priere uh-huh, in the 1920s and all kinds of, you know, famous people went there and it was sort of like a, like, a, uh, you know, like an ashram or something like that. Anyway, um, the, it's now there's some apartment complexes there and and there's the grounds of of Le Priere, which was a big chateau, you know, south of France and I lived right next to it. And so I we, had, we were walking, it was the first of May, we were walking around and The park we wanted to go in was closed, so we ended up at La Prière, in in the grounds of La Prière, which was his old place. And we walked along this sort of little trail, and I found this, like, abandoned house that was, like, the the wildest-looking, like, haunted house you could ever see in your life. It was falling apart, but there were still things in the, there were still, uh, you know, there was still, it was still painted walls, like frescoes, and uh, just this beautiful abandoned, run-down house. And that was and we we climbed up very kind of afraid because we thought it could fall apart. It looked like there had been a fire. And we climbed up to the top of this little tower in this house. And this was gurchief's like. Are you kidding? His house, his actual house. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we just found it by accident. It was so, so strange anyway oh, wow. I'm sorry to to uh, to, to I know I love
0: that. those interesting synchronicities like With that, that I, I would totally it. take that as a sign you know like yeah some kind of mystical like something calling you in you know like, yeah. but I do I I'm interested in Gurdjieff, and I'm interested in uh, Helena blavatsky too I think she's a fascinating figure
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's